The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time, and usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Today in episode 49, I am sharing an Instagram Live from last year with you guys. Lots of questions and answers. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club Podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, Savannah here, your pre-PA pod, oh gosh, I keep messing this up, pre-PA club podcast host. Whoa, that's a lot harder than it seems. But if we've never met before, I am a dermatology PA and I also run a website called The PA Platform. And I host this podcast. So thanks for listening um, and joining us this week. So I found some old audio from an Instagram Live I did, which was a question and answer session um, where people just hopped on, asked a lot of questions, I gave my best answers, and I thought that that might be something that would be helpful to you guys. So I'm going to share that today with you and I hope you find it helpful and that it answers some of your pre-PA or what it's like being a PA questions. Um, And I need to be better about doing Instagram lives. I just have fallen off the wagon. When I was pregnant, to be honest, I just really did not want, um, I was very swollen and I didn't really feel that comfortable doing live video. But um, I'm somewhat back to normal, definitely not a hundred percent, but I need to do some more Instagram lives and I also need to just not care about what I look like. So anyway, you guys can't see me if you're listening to this on a podcast, but anyway, make sure you follow along on Instagram to make sure you don't miss out on any Instagram lives in the future. But um, we'll jump in to this in a second. I wanted to share with you guys about my PA resource, which is a personal statement editing service. Um, at this point, it is, oh gosh, the middle of August. So um, if you need help with your personal statement, you need to get on it because application cycle is in full swing and that is something that um, it can be easy to procrastinate on and just, you could work on your personal statement forever. Eventually, you just have to turn it in. And sometimes having an extra set of eyes on that can help. So at my PA resource, they only use PA editors. I am one of them. You can use the code PREPA Club for a discount if you are interested in the editing service. And there is a free workshop there as well um, to check out. But let's jump in to the Q&A and I'll see you guys at the end. I was saying on my story earlier how 
I had just a crazy Monday, and I don't know if anybody else had crazy Mondays, but mine was crazy. Um, I just saw a lot of patients, and some of them were very complicated. I did seven biopsies on one patient that I'm pretty sure are all skin cancers. Lovely. Um, Jamie says she's so busy. What are you on right now, Jamie? She's If y'all don't follow Jamie, she's a PA student on rotations, and she shares really great advice and sometimes does blog posts for me, which I really appreciate because she has great advice for you guys. But um, 80 hour weeks in internal medicine. Yes, last day. Congrats. That is, my husband is... Um, if you don't know, he's an internal medicine resident, and that is his life, is 80-hour weeks and working all night and working all day and never getting time off. So, oh my gosh, eight days to prepare for your interview. Is that an, is a week enough time to prepare? Of course it is. Um, there was one guy actually in my interview group, it was on a Monday, and he got the call on a Friday, so he had two days to prepare. So... Be, be excited about your um, your uh, eight days. But yeah, definitely enough time to prepare. I would go on my website, watch the webinar. I would look at the list of questions on there and just get to practicing with whoever you can, PAs, friends, um, anyone who's willing to take the time to practice with you. Just start thinking through questions and preparing what you want them to know before you get there. Um, okay, got another question. What did you use to help study or prepare for the GRE? Gosh, that was so long ago. Um, I did not do a great study method for the GRE because I only gave myself a week to study, which was not wise. And, um, <laughs> hey Taylor. Yeah, let's do that tomorrow. Um, Jamie says the Princeton GRE book. I used books. I used a strategy book and a practice problem book. So, First, I would start with studying the strategy, and then I would go do a practice problem, and I did a lot of practice tests. Jamie also mentioned the Magoosh app and the Magoosh program, and I've heard great things about those. They weren't around when I was in PA school, but um, are applying, so I've heard really, really good things, though, so that may be an option. Vocab is the one thing that you cannot cram. Like, you just can't do it, and so you really need an app or flashcards, something that will have you doing it constantly um, because that can kill your score. Um, like Taylor said, great tip, get books from the public library. That's what I did. I used the CDs that came with them to do the practice test and kind of gauge where I was at, but it saved money and I thought it was really helpful um, and they definitely had the most upgraded or updated books. Sorry, long day again. Um, but yeah, but if you saw Taylor comment, that's Taylor, my medical assistant. I was wondering if she would join in here. She should be, well, I guess you're not studying yet since you don't have class yet. But we used to do these live at lunch times and talk about her getting into PA school and we need to do them again. I don't know why we stopped. I guess we got busy at lunch. We started doing more lunches at our office, which we used to not do. So I think we have them Tuesday and Wednesday, but maybe Thursday we'll do a live at lunchtime and update you guys on where Taylor's at and answer more questions together but yeah if anyone has questions yeah Taylor says life is busy work is busy yeah today was again crazy I always say maybe I don't think tomorrow could be as crazy but then I get there and it's more crazy so it's even but it's better if I just don't say that and if I knock on wood so 
I just shouldn't even shouldn't even go there. But I would love to know what you guys are up to as far as yeah, Jamie says, yay, Taylor. Taylor, yeah, she's she's the best. I'll be so sad when, when Taylor goes to PA school, but then I'll be really excited when she's a PA and we can go to conferences together and do fun things. And then, Jamie, you're almost a PA. How much longer? When do you graduate? Soon? I guess you have at least a little bit longer. But, um, oh, this is a hard question. What is the best study method for biology and chemistry? I don't know that I'm the best person to ask that question. <laughs> August. Um, biology, I enjoyed. I felt like I was interested in the subject, and so it wasn't that hard for me to learn because I actually wanted to learn the material and kind of get a good grasp on it, and I enjoyed it. Chemistry, I did not enjoy it at all. I found it extremely, extremely difficult, and... Yeah, it was tough for me. I think the best way to study chemistry is just to practice and to get help and ask for help when you need it because it it can be tough. I've heard some good things about Khan Academy, especially when it comes to organic chemistry because organic is a beast and it it definitely kicked my butt. I mean, my husband was so good at it and just got it. I mean, he just understood it and I was the complete opposite. I can remember coming out of a final and I thought that I had gotten, I don't know, maybe a 20 and I was crying and so upset and we took exams in different places and he called me and he was like, oh yeah, that wasn't bad. I did great. How'd you do? And I'm just crying and because I did awful. Luckily I passed, but with a curve. But yeah, it was it was hard. So I feel you on chemistry. Let's see what Jamie says. Practice problems, yes. If the homework's not enough, do more on your own, yes. Khan Academy is good, but practice problems are what will get you through the test. People run out of time on tests. And that's true. Um, that's never really been as much of a problem for me. But yeah, definitely want to learn how to time yourself and actually get stuff out of it. Let's see. AKLectures.com saved me in organic chem. So that's a good thing. I'm an inspiring physician, aspiring physician, <laughs> maybe some autocorrect there. I graduate May with a BS. What are the best suggestions for prerequisites during the summer? So anything that you have gotten a C or lower in, you would want to retake. And then anything additional as far as like an upper level science, biology courses, chemistry courses, um, anything that is definitely upper level and going to push your science GPA up would be beneficial if that's an issue. And then other than that, just get out there, get some healthcare experience and make sure you apply really early. Um, Jamie just said that she would tutor everyone in chemistry. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, definitely chemistry takes so much practice and it's it's just its own beast. You either, I just feel like you either get it or you don't. How did you learn all of the bones? What's the best way to learn them? For that, I would say memorization has to play a role. Like you just have to learn it and know it. But it's also part of anatomy is almost learning the bone dance from Hannah Montana. Everyone go look that up. But also um, it's just like learning a different language almost for anatomy. And you have to memorize it to a point, but also understand how things connect and so, y'all said the same thing. You really, yeah, y'all get along. Um, even though I've never met Jamie either. But um, 
yeah, practice quizzes online, looking at pictures, do like coloring books, anything that will just help you get more and more familiar with the material. And again, if you can make connections in anatomy, it'll help you to remember it. So if you can remember how bones connect and the tendons that are there and the nerves and everything else, that'll just be beneficial to you when you're trying to remember these things. Does it matter if you take prereqs at a college or a university? Depends on the program. So most programs will tell you that they would prefer if you take your courses at a university, but that's not always feasible because sometimes with your schedule and trying to work and take courses, you have to take some classes at community colleges or wherever you can find time to take them online even. And so um, maybe this is something that me and Taylor can talk about because she works full-time as a medical assistant with me at our dermatology office. But then after work, every single day, she goes and takes classes. And the only place to do that is a local community college. So um, you'd want to check with the programs and just make sure that they're going to accept the courses that you're taking, ideally. Um, and that should help, but it just get the classes any way you can get them. And sometimes that is based on times or even price. If it's cheaper to go to a community college, you want to try to avoid doing labs online if you can. Um, but again, sometimes that's not possible and you just want to talk to your programs and make sure that they accept what you're doing. Um, how long did you study for the GRE? I studied for a week. It was not wise. I finished my <laughs> undergrad, um, my undergrad stuff. Let's see. My finals finished for spring semester. And then I took a week to study and I locked myself in a room and I studied for 12 hours a day. My parents thought I was insane. And then I, I took it. Okay, James is like trolling me. Let's see. If you had to quit medicine because it was taken over by robots, what profession would you pursue instead? Assuming there are no other career stealing robots. Uh, okay, so I was asked this question in an interview, but not with the robot part, like what other job would I have? And at that time, I said that I would open a wedding dress store. And that is really what I said in my interview for PA school. And they loved it, by the way. So I had been watching a lot of Say Yes to the Dress. At this point, if I could have any other job, there's a lot of jobs I would like. I would like to be an event planner. My sister works um, in Atlanta, and she used to plan all these really cool events, and I think it's so cool, and I would love to do that. Oh, gosh. I'm getting caught up in my other professions. Taylor knows I talk about other professions all the time, like other things I would love to do. There's a lot of things. Would hours as a resident care assistant at a nursing home count towards healthcare experience hours? So this depends on the program and depends on what they're looking for and what your responsibilities would be. So if you're just kind of talking to patients and talking to them or maybe transporting them, that's probably not direct patient care experience. But if you're getting vitals, if you are helping with activities of daily living and really assisting those people, that's more likely to be direct patient care. So it's just gonna depend on how you explain it and what exactly you're doing. Wait, what exactly is the cherry? Wait, really? Um, that is a test for PA school and for a lot of master's programs. And it has um, some vocab stuff and then like a math type section. It's similar to the SAT, but a little bit 
a little bit different. So, oh, thank you, Jamie. I've passed. <laughs> so, what made me choose PA, PA over MD or NP? Um, thanks for following, Ebony. Um, I... I actually wrote an article about this for Doximity recently, and maybe I can link to that somehow. But I don't know. I really was ready to work, and I didn't want to be in school forever, and I didn't really want to commit to so many years of school. And I did a lot of shadowing, and I feel like it was very helpful for me because it showed me that I liked the PA profession and that I could see myself doing it and that it was something that I was very much interested in. And so for me, I just felt like it was a, a really good option. Um, go to school for a couple years, get out, see patients. Um, and I've been happy with my decision. I wouldn't go back and change it. I mean, I think there are great parts about medical school. I'm not as familiar with nurse practitioner. I've worked with some NPs and been on rotations with some NPs and um, met some really great ones. But for me, I wasn't interested in going to nursing school. And you pretty much have to do that to become an NP. So for me, I wanted to be trained in that medical model and to really get out there but I also didn't want, like I said, to just go to school forever. And so people talk about the lateral mobility of, of being a PA, and I think it's a great thing and a benefit. And I, if I had to move for some reason, I have no doubt that I could get a job easily. But at the same time, I think it's a little bit overrated because I do feel like most PAs don't really switch around um, specialties that much. A lot of PAs, once they find somewhere where they're happy and something they like, they stay there and they may go to a different job in the same field, but it's not really like people are just jumping around all over the place. So, um, yeah, I would say that's my decision. And I think, I think that's a great question to ask of anyone who's a PA because it is such a, a big, part of it and if you I think if you'd consider going to PA school at all you had to have considered going to med school too. So anyway. What was my favorite part of PA school? Ooh, well, like academically or like for fun? Um I have so many favorite parts. So I really did like the cadaver lab. I feel like it was really beneficial. We had um small groups working on cadavers. We got to do a full dissection which was really, really cool. And I think as someone who works in a surgical field in dermatology, it really helped me to understand the body more and understand structures. So I, I really liked that. Beyond that, I made some of my best friends in PA school and we had so much fun. Actually, um, one of them just texted me. I was like, oh, I should turn that off. And because it's really nice because two of them live here and one lives in Houston. I'm actually going to visit her in a couple weeks. So um, yeah, I just, I, I love the friends that I made there and we did such fun things like we went on spring break to my grandparents house in Mobile and stay at the beach and um, then we went oh thank you for my hair I actually got it done Friday so that's probably why it looks a little bit better so thank you you have good hair too Ashley um, but what oh Taylor Swift any any Taylor Swift fans um, we went to a Taylor Swift concert and we got to shake Ed, Heer Ed Sheeran's hand and we got to meet Taylor Swift's mom and it was just so great. So I'm, I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan, if you didn't already know that. But um, that was really fun. We played intramural flag football together and we beat the PT team, which was a really big deal because 
they're just PT people and they are really good at sports and I'm terrible. Like I'm so bad. I was the worst player on our team, but that's okay. Oh, I can stop talking about PA school. What was the hardest part about going to PA school? Um, I would say balancing my time. Um, I was not super good at that at the beginning and not in the sense that I didn't, didn't really study enough. It was that I studied too much and that I didn't take breaks and I was just way too intense. So I would say if you go just like try to be not as stressed out as me, um, Cause yeah, I was I was just too intense. I wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't even go out to eat with my family. It was so lame. No, I met Taylor Swift's mom, not Ed Sheeran's mom, and I met her dad. Fun fact. Fun fact. I've shake shook and shaked shook Taylor Swift's hand. I don't know at the Speak Now tour, and then I met her dad at that same tour, and then I've met her mom. So we're basically best friends. She doesn't know, but we are. So anyway. Um, how long did it take you to apply to PA school? So I actually got in my first year when I applied. Um, I applied to four different schools and two of them I got rejected because I didn't have enough hours, which I knew ahead of time and was expecting. But my thought was if I had to reapply, it would look better. And then the other two that I did qualify for, I interviewed and I was accepted. So I luckily got in my first year and I was able to start right away and just go straight in. And it was great. I, I didn't feel, sometimes people think you have to take a gap year because you're too young or you're not mature enough. But I felt mature. I felt ready. I, I didn't have any issues. And we had a good amount of what I would say younger or straight out of college people coming in to our PA school class. So it was a lot of fun. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, ooh, tips for interview. I love, I love talking about PA school interviews. Um, I have a webinar all with like an hour worth of tips. So you may want to watch that because I probably won't talk about them all here, but there is a webinar on YouTube that I did a couple months ago about that. And then some blog posts on my website. But tips for interviews, what I tell everyone is just you're going to be nervous and they know that. And so you've got to go in and act confident even if you don't feel confident. So that just shows, makes it easier for you to show your passion <laughs> and to show um, what you have to offer the school. And one of the admissions directors at my program would always say, I'm looking for people who are great classmates and great colleagues. And so, thanks, thanks, Jamie. Um, but think about it. I mean, they want people who are going to be great members of the class, and then they want people that are going to be great PAs that they would want to refer patients to. I think one of my biggest compliments is that my, um, oh, hey. <laughs> but I think one of my biggest compliments is that one of my teachers actually referred some patients to me, and that just, I mean, for her to have that confidence in me just makes me feel so good. So, that's what they're kind of looking for. And then I think being able to know what you want them to know before you go into the interview so that when you go in, you can take control of the interview and not leave feeling like you didn't even tell them anything about yourself. Um, ooh, congrats on the interview. Um, but you really, you need to show them who you are as a person. Like they already know you want to be a PA and they already know you're capable of it. They wouldn't have invited you for an interview if they didn't already know that. Sometimes I feel like I need to just do like a motivational video for people to watch before they go into their interview. But um, I think just 
knowing who you are and being able to say, this is why I want to be a PA and really be, be honest with that answer and be passionate and have personal reasons. Anyone could go look up the PA profession and be able to tell me all the great things about it. Like it's a great profession, obviously. That's why everybody wants to do it. And so you need to be able to tell me why it fits with you and your personality and why you've decided that this is something that you want to do for your whole life. I mean, um, and you need to have the shadowing and the experience to back that up and show that you've done your research and you've done your homework and you're just ready to get in there and succeed and make a good impression and be um, a good reputation or be good for the school's reputation. I don't know how to say that. Um, oh, I love this tip from Jamie. I think you said this on one of your Instagram lives. She says, write down some questions on flashcards and have your friends and family randomly ask you um, the questions. You'll be doing dishes and then bam, why do you want to be a PA? I think that's awesome. Like, yeah, get your friends and family involved. The more you practice, the better. I mean, you don't want to sound robotic, but you do want to sound like you've thought about these questions. You want to sound mature and have just very thoughtful, well-rounded answers that think, when I'm doing mock interviews, I try to get you to think beyond just the question and think about why they're asking you the question and to think about how to give a very well-rounded answer um, and not get caught off guard by what they're asking. And some people get really stuck on the wording of a question or feel like they have to word their answer in a certain way. And you really don't, like you just have to talk kind of the way I'm talking now. And you just have to kind of take away your filter and um, I don't know, go for it. So Jordan got accepted doing Jamie's tip, so do it. Um, do you need to be extremely formal while talking to the interviewer? So I don't think so. I think you have to be professional and be courteous and be, I don't know, not like don't say sucks or crap. But um, I think in all, you really do just need to talk like a person. If you're trying to come up with the perfect wording of something, it's just going to look weird. And then you're going to end up not saying what you wanted to say and not say what you mean. And this is something, again, that I see in mock interviews just all the time is people just kind of searching for these these words and um, you really like when I went in my interviews even though I was super nervous and I was basically shaking I just kind of said what I thought and I just was honest and I said my answers and then I stuck to them whenever they would question me on it and that's another thing sometimes interviewers have this tactic where they um, try to push you and prod you and I don't know and just try to get you flustered and get you distracted and all this stuff. So that's normal and just know like if they're doing it to you, they're doing it to other people too. So it doesn't mean they hate you. It doesn't mean you're doing a bad job. I had an interviewer who was so rough on me and she just, everything I said, she had to come back or would question me on it or push me. But I knew going in that that was gonna happen. And so instead of freaking out and not being able to answer, just be like, hey, I got you figured out. You're doing this to everyone, not just me, and move on. So that's those are, those are some of my interview thoughts. I feel like I have a lot of interview thoughts. I have worksheets on my website too that you can fill out if you have an interview coming up. I forgot about those, but they help you think through some of the things. Um, 
but yeah, you just have to like, like Jasmine says, just roll with it. Like sometimes they'll ask you weird stuff too, just to see what you do. That's what my friend Brian who works or runs my PA resource. He said he would ask people just random questions just to see what they said, which I think is kind of mean, but I guess whatever. Um, Taylor says, what's the hardest part of being a PA? I don't know. What, what do you think the hard, what's the hardest part of working with a PA, Taylor? Um, I don't know. What's the hardest part of being a PA? I think when people don't get better, it's very frustrating to me when I don't make somebody better and it makes me feel like I didn't do a good job. And then I think also just the logistics of working with people. And sometimes Taylor will know this. I get very frustrated with people who are late and people who don't show up and, um, yeah, that's, that's on me though. I just, that's something I need to work on. Um, did I bring a copy of resumes, personal statement, supplemental essays? So I had a copy in my car, but I did not bring them in with me. And when I applied, it was when CASPA wasn't even, well, it was online, but it wasn't, they still sent out the application through the mail. So now they can access, sorry, my husband just called and then I hung up on him. I don't know if that messed things up. Um, he's obviously not watching, but um, yeah, you really don't have to bring anything unless it's updated is usually what I say. So if you have an updated resume or updated transcript that you wanna bring, go for it. Um, I have heard tips of bringing like extra letters, like if you have an extra letter of recommendation that you couldn't um, get, what's the word, submitted because you ran out of space and you had already submitted too many, then um, you could bring that. But you really do not have to bring anything with you at all. Patient overload is definitely, well, I don't know. I don't really feel that overloaded. Well, today I did, but usually I don't. Oh, thanks, sir. Y'all are so sweet about my website. Yeah, Reddit is awesome as well. Um, the Reddit pre-PA, pre-physician assistant thread. If you dive on Reddit, it's like a big forum. So it's definitely awesome and a great place to go ask questions and get advice. So how many letters of recommendations should I have? You can enter up to five on CASPA. Um, some schools only look at three though, so you have to kind of pick and choose, but then it gets frustrating um, because you'll have ones that want a professor and then ones that want a PA and then ones that want all different stuff. So you just kind of have to look at the requirements of each school. Hey, Skylar. Yeah, congrats on, on getting engaged. That's awesome. Um, yeah, definitely check out the Reddit forum if you haven't. Um, there, I have a list of PA blogs on my website. I haven't added Jasmine's yet because she just started it, but I will get that done this week. Um, but yeah, if you are looking for PA stuff, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there now. Who did I get my letters recommendation from? So I had a PA. It's really important to have one from a PA if you can. I had a supervisor at the hospital where I worked as a CNA. I had a hospice supervisor, and then I had a professor um, who did not know me at all because I went to UGA and the classes were 300 plus students, and yeah, so <laughs> that was probably not a very good letter. I think it's fine if you had a B as long as that professor knows you well and as long as they... Um, can write you a strong letter. So like the more personal, the better, I would say. Wait, why are you saying whoa? 
Yeah, Jamie, are you engaged yet? Um, are there any laws that I feel limit the PA profession unfairly? I feel like, wait, we have a mock interview coming up, yeah? Um, <laughs> this is a tough question. Oh, we get the same price. Um, so I don't feel like there are any laws that limit the PA profession unfairly, but in an interview setting, the whole point of this question is to see if you understand that, <laughs> sorry, um, to see if you understand that or if you've done your research on the PA profession and that you kind of have an understanding of it. So I think being able to know your state or what state you're interviewing in, what their laws are and being able to kind of speak to those if there is anything. Like in Georgia, there's an issue because the FDA changed the scheduling of some prescription pain medication. And so then in Georgia, they haven't caught up with that yet. And so, yeah, um, that's an issue. But I think more than that, it's just maintaining the autonomy for PAs and um, making sure that there isn't any legislation pay placed, passed, that will limit PAs in the future. Okay, what is this? I used to work under his wife. Oh, this is about the teacher at a yogurt shop. He's an anatomy teacher. He doesn't mind making a letter. Okay, did he teach you? I would only have a professor do it if they actually were your teacher. If they weren't your teacher, that's a little different. That's just more of like somebody that knows you well. Um, but yeah, I think, I think unless, like if they want a professor that taught you, I would just kind of um, differentiate that. But if it's somebody that you've just kind of worked with, I mean, as a supervisor, that's that's fine. That works too. So, oh, it looks like Jamie's getting a dog now. We can't get a dog because my husband's allergic. One time we tried to have a foster dog, but that only lasted 24 hours because it just wasn't, it just didn't work out. So that, yeah, we, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> but I love my, I love my parents' dogs and my sister's cats. Um... Yeah, it was very unfortunate. His name was Goggles, and he was really sweet, but he didn't know his name, so that was a problem when we took him outside because he would never come back, and then he got, like, super, super needy. Oh, yeah, Rory, Taylor's dog Rory. I took care of him, and he didn't run away this time, so that was good. <laughs> Amen. Um, any advice for planning on applying to PA school? You just got to get your ducks in a row. Like, look at your application as a whole and see – what areas you're missing and what areas you're weak in and then work from there to just kind of <laughs> just kind of increase your skills and increase your competitiveness if something's weak work on that if you already have 5,000 hours but your GPA is low you need to work on your GPA not gain more hours so um, it's just a step-by-step -step process um any advice practicing sutures, bananas, shave biopsies? Okay, I never found a great substitute for human skin for biopsies. I mean, people say oranges and pig skins and um, I don't know. I just, it's it's completely different. I really like the suture board, honestly, the best. And I feel like I had the best luck with that. Um, shave biopsies are tough too because skin is so different. Like when you inject it, you can actually get a wheel and then do the shave a little bit differently. Um so if you're, are you thinking about derm, Ashley? Um, you should, because it's really great. But if you if you get into derm, once you start practicing, like you just you just kind of get used to it. Um, and and a lot, 
Like, a lot of our patients, I mean, if it was in a spot where they didn't didn't mind and all that, it was fine. And during surgery, I got a lot of suturing practice. I worked with a breast surgeon, and um, he basically taught me to suture, and I kind of caught on pretty quickly. I sew and stuff, so um, I caught on, and he just kind of let me go for it, which was which was nice. I mean, I loved it. I did lose Taylor's dog one time. Well, he ran away because she didn't tell me there was a hole in the fence. So, not my fault. I got him back, but Well, he came back. What do I think about optimal team practice? Um, so, I think it's a good thing. I think, for me, it honestly just puts into words and is trying to put into law what I already do. It's basically trying to get the decision-making to be at the level of the PA and the supervising physician and not the state. Which, again, for me, is not really a big issue because of what I do. I don't really have any limitations in DERM. But I think there are areas that do. So, like, in Georgia, um, PAs can't really deliver babies. And so, even if you go to California and do an OBGYN residency, if you come back to Georgia, they're probably not going to let you deliver babies. And so, the question becomes, if you went out there and you delivered 500 babies why can't you do that here if your supervising physician trusts you to? So um, it's just a trust thing, and it's something that, that has to be continually worked on. What are the biggest things we should know about current PA issues and events? You know, I think there's so much going on right now. The optimal team practice is a great thing to know about, but also knowing about the NCCPA just came out and said they're redoing the recertification exam. And this is something that's been a big debate, but they haven't said yet what they're actually going to do. And so um, that's a little frustrating and hard to follow because they made this big announcement but haven't given much detail on it. So that's something to just keep an eye out for. I love Google News search for physician assistant, and that's I'll use that a lot just to see What's going on? If there's anything new, the AAPA advocacy and news tab is really good um, just to keep keep up with stuff. It's been two years since I've been in a classroom. Should I do anything to prepare academically for PA school? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, I think you need to relax, um, but it, it's hard to tell you how to prepare. I mean, it's... It's definitely important to kind of know going into it that it's going to be a lot. It's going to be, like Jamie said, time management is going to be very important, but you can't necessarily prepare for that. So I think it's more preparing everyone else and preparing your family and friends to know that um, you're just going to be really busy and knowing how to prioritize your activities and even taking care of yourself. That's one thing that, again, I don't think I did very well. I just feel like I... Like, I love to read, and I never read a single book for fun in PA school, which I think is just ridiculous. So, like Jasmine says, go on vacation. Like, really take that time to enjoy it before you get into school because once you start, I mean, it's full speed ahead, and it's just, yeah, it's tough to have any free time. PA jobs are in high demand. However, does it ever continue that there is now such a large interest in PA that there may be too many or yeah supplies greater than demand um yeah so I think this doesn't really concern me I think there will be jobs and um, because the residencies aren't really putting out 
the residencies for physicians are not increasing the amount of spots that they have and so there aren't more physicians coming out and so there's going to be a need for providers and that's where PAs come in and so I, I'm not really concerned with that at this point. Now I will say I have heard in Florida that there's a little bit of an issue with Durham PAs because a lot of them want to work part-time and somebody correct me if I'm wrong but this is I was at a conference and this is what everyone was saying um, and so new grads are able to come in and get jobs really easily at lower pay rates. So then it's like lowering the average salary for everyone else. Um, so that can be an issue. But um, yeah, I don't think that there's going to be a huge shortage. You may not be able to get the exact job you want in the exact place you want right away. You may have to get some experience first. But once you have experience... Um, I mean, you're very, I guess the word would be marketable to others as far as being able to move around if you need to or go to new jobs. I agree with Jamie that it's really great to have somebody to do your laundry while in PA school. I lived with my parents for the first year and they did my laundry. They fed me. Um, like sometimes my dad would even make sure gas was in my car. They were, <laughs> they were extremely helpful. Um, and then I got married and I started doing all those things myself. And again, ignoring my husband's phone calls on while I'm doing Instagram live and he's at the hospital. Um, so Jamie says she's heard too that Florida is not the best state to be a PA. And I mean, I think that there's some great people or great jobs out there. I think it's just, like you said, there's a lot of competition um, with jobs. And so people are willing to pay or take less pay as a new grad to get those jobs. So it, that just has to be something you're okay with and you have to look at cost of living and all of those things and how they factor in when you're making those decisions. Jasmine says in California, some new grads enter a fellowship for a year. Yeah, so like PA residencies, PA fellowships, they're becoming a little bit more popular. I still don't think it's something you have to do. I think it's something that if you know there's an area you want to work in, then go for it. But if not, like, you can get really, really great training on the job. Um, oh, gosh, he should not join us. He, I don't think he knows I talk about him this much. Um, also, he's supposed to be taking care of patients in the ICU. So, um, probably should. I don't think he also knows what Instagram Live is. Yeah, I've been trying to get my husband to start an Instagram account and start a blog and stuff, but he, he's just not on it. So, that's okay. He, yeah, he's too busy, he says. Um, what's a fellowship? So, a fellowship or a residency is like a one- or two-year program where you get extra training, basically. So, it's something that's required. Residency is required for medical school, but it's not required for PA school or to be a PA. Oh, I'm sorry to hear you didn't get in. Keep trying. Um, I'm thinking of taking eight classes to be an RN and then reapply in two years. So, I mean, RN is great experience for PA school. I mean, that's, that's awesome experience. But then you do have to um, look at kind of where your application is lacking. So if it's grades that you're lacking in, I would go back and try to get more um, more 
classes and, and higher grades. But if it's experience, then doing something like RN would be a great option. You just have to look at where your application is the weakest. And I think we do this with studying where we try to focus on what we're already good at. And you really need to take the time to focus on something that you're not good at or you don't have as much of and beef that area of your application up before moving on to other areas. <laughs> Jordan, we, we got you, we understand. Oh, that's a good one, Jasmine. Yeah, contact the program and see if they'll give you any feedback. Um, sometimes they'll just give you general information, which is a little bit annoying. Um, but they might give you some tips and tricks for why you didn't get in. And um, they won't tell me. Oh, no. Yeah, only applying to one school is tough, too. Did you meet all the requirements? Or do you feel like there was any area you didn't meet? Did you get an interview? Like, there's so many factors there. Um, yeah, it's definitely tough. Yeah, and that's true, too. Like, I would, even if you can go to, like, an info session and try to get more information and ask more specific questions about you, especially if you're nearby, that would be helpful. How do you guys have time to do this when you're in PA school? I don't even understand. Lack two points, Jerry. Ugh, that stinks. That's true. If they don't want to give you feedback, it may not be the best school to want to go to if they're kind of annoying. But I do understand, like, being in one area and not wanting to go to a different area, and especially if you're already established and that's really where you want to go. <laughs> Mental break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need those in PA school. I'm not your hero. You're my hero, Jamie. You really are because this is like stuff that I wanted to do in PA school and I could never do it. Like I was so stressed out all the time. I don't understand how y'all do it. Yeah, these programs, they're so, and I don't know why they won't give information or give feedback. And I know it's annoying. Um, you just, you just have to keep trying. And I know it's so hard. But yeah, keep trying. Look at everything you can make better and then go from there. Um, Jamie is in internal medicine right now. <laughs> Actually, she's on her last day. I can speak for her because <laughs> um, she just told me because I asked that same question. Yeah, everyone should go follow each other so that everyone is friends. Um, oh, psych. Psych is hard. Well, it wasn't, the, the test is really easy, but I did not have a great psych rotation um, experience. So I hope yours is better, and I hope that you enjoy it, Jamie. Um, Reapplicant, any tips? So as a reapplicant, you want to be able to explain kind of what you've been doing over the past year, whether that's in your personal statement or in interviews, and be able to really show that you've matured as a candidate. PA schools love the term a mature person or whatever, maturity. Um, and so you want to show how you've improved and what you've been doing since then to do better this year. Oh, alcohol abuse clinic. That's interesting. So in PA school, actually one of my favorite parts was also we had to go to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting um, or some kind of support group meeting. So I went to an AA meeting and it was actually so interesting. Like I, I actually really enjoyed it and loved it. And, um, just, they were so welcoming and just open and 
it was really, really cool. So if that's something you've never done, um, I would suggest doing it. You can look up meetings and find open meetings and go to them. And it was a really, really interesting learning experience for me. So I really, really liked that. Yeah, reapplicants talk about progression and growth for sure. Ooh, that's a nice schedule, Jamie. My, my schedule wasn't bad. I just I was on an inpatient unit for four weeks straight, and that was just, ooh, it was rough. Um, what was your college major? So I, oh, you sent me this in a message. So, um, I did biology as my major and it did not cover the main prereqs. It covered most of them, but did not cover anatomy and physiology. So that was really interesting because I had to use those just as electives. Even though they were science classes, they didn't count towards my major at all. They just counted as electives, general electives, the same as if I took art history or something. So it was very interesting. If I went back, I would probably be either a business or marketing major because those are things that I'm actually interested in and I'm actually not interested in chemistry. Biggest mistakes when it comes to the interview. Should I just read how to ace the PA interview and do mock interviews with friends? That is a loaded question. So I disagree with some of the things in How to Ace Your PA Interview. I think it's a great book, but it was around when I was going through interviews, and I feel like it is outdated in some regards because PA schools become a lot more complicated and competitive. Um, and in the next couple months, I might be doing something to fix that problem, but not yet. Um, other mistakes. So people tend to be repetitive. People... Um, don't really go in knowing what they want to say and so they end up not really saying anything at all people only talk about their experience and don't talk about anything that makes them unique or anything that's personal to them and so that is that those are the biggest mistakes that I see other also fidgeting and I do this I mess with my hair so in my interview I pulled my hair back because I knew that I would play with it if it was down um so just kind of going over those things doing mock interviews with friends is great the only issue with that is that they don't know what the pa programs are looking for they can give you feedback on if you're showing who you are and how you're answering but they don't really know if your answers are saying what they need to say so those are just some things to keep in mind when you're practicing let's see oh there's some cool mental health experiences shadowing hours i had about 250 shadowing hours Wait, maybe it was, no, I had 250 healthcare hours. I had 200 shadowing hours. I haven't heard from a school I applied to for about a month since I applied. Should I send a follow-up email or should I let it take its natural course? Like, you haven't heard anything at all? If you haven't heard anything at all, like, not even a confirmation that they have your application complete, I would contact them and just make sure they have it. Um, if you know that it's complete but you haven't necessarily heard about interviews or anything else, I would maybe wait it out a little bit longer. Check the physicianassistantforums.com. That's the most updated thing with people getting interviews and getting callbacks. So if you go on there and no one else has heard anything, I wouldn't worry about it. But if you go on there and everyone else has heard, then it's probably time to contact them. After I graduate in May, I plan, y'all are so much ahead of questions than I am. After I graduate in May, I plan on taking a year off for prerequisites, shadowing, do it. Yeah, that's a great idea. I mean, there's no rush. It's just, you, and it's almost better to take your time um, to get there. 
100 shine hours on urgent care. Should I look for another opportunity? So, yes, I agree with Jamie. Diversity, I would say, thank you for complimenting my hair. Um, I would say try to get at least three different areas, whether that's hospital, clinic, versus different specialties, OR, like working with different types of PAs to really show that you've done your homework. Wow, that's a lot of hours. Um, what to wear? I have a navy suit, but what type of shoes? Comfortable ones. Um, so you don't want to be hobbling around. You'll probably have a tour or something to do. Um, so if you're going to wear heels, make sure they're comfortable ones. I don't even know if you're a girl. Oh, yeah, you are. Um, but then if you feel more comfortable wearing flats, that's fine too. Just look professional. Um, and a suit is perfect. How many times did you reapply if you hadn't got it accepted the first time? Um, if it was me, I would reapply until I got in. And I would reapply to probably a ridiculous amount of schools. Grades. Grades will get you. That's, I mean, GPA is such a huge factor. You, you kind of have to um, just, I mean, keep working towards that if that's what's holding you back. Yeah, it's still so early. If you haven't heard, like, it's still so early in the process. Don't, like, don't worry. Jamie, there's still hope for you. You could get in. I'm dying to apply, but my weak points that are making me hesitate is my GPA. Still working on hours. Would you recommend a post-bac community classes or accelerated science classes that are offered in my area that they're a month long per class? I would do whatever, whatever classes you're going to do best in. Whatever you can get A's in. Um, and whatever fits with your schedule, don't overwhelm yourself trying to get those grades to the point where you don't do well in them because that can hurt your application. Um, wow, so many hours. Work with an ENT PA right now. Volunteered, shadowed an ortho PA. Would that this be considered double dipping? Okay, so if you work with an ENT PA, you can count that as your patient care hours, but you cannot count as shadowing hours. You could take some of those hours out or maybe spend a day just kind of more shadowing them if you wanted to. Um, but yes, you cannot double dip in any way for those. Yeah, Jasmine applied three times and she got in and she's awesome and you should follow her and you should also read her accepted post on my website. Should I join a pre-PA club? Um, my school doesn't have one. You could join the pre-PA club Facebook group and that's basically the same thing. Um, but we really do try to answer questions there. And that's kind of why we started it. Um, but yeah, if you don't have a pre-PA club, why don't you start one? There's probably other people who want it too. Um, but it's not like a huge part of your, I don't know, application if you're not in a pre-PA club. Don't ask, don't tell us about the double dipping questions. <laughs> First time applicant, but it's frustrating not hearing anything. Yes, it is. Definitely. About interviews, did any question throw you off and how did you handle it? Um, let me think. Um, one question I had was, what's the most selfless thing you've ever done? And that was like, I was 21. I'm not selfless. I'm very selfish. So that was a hard question. I just talked about giving up my flight or my seat on a flight for somebody else. Um, but that to me wasn't a big deal. Even now, I don't know what the most selfless thing I've ever done is. Do most schools seem to have expiration requirements for prereqs? A lot of them do. And it, this is another one where it depends on every single program because sometimes it's five years, sometimes it's seven, ten. Um, so you do have to kind of check each program. Yes, shameless plug.
but it's a really good group. You're in it. Um, price point is very important for PA school. You should follow everyone else, Ebony. Yeah, they all want, all the programs want different things, and it's so, it is frustrating. Um, not for another shameless plug, but in our pre-PA club Facebook group, someone made a really good document. It was not me, but it basically, like, is a spreadsheet on Excel where you can list out your stuff. I feel like the way I'm sitting, my hands look really large. Um, I have really tiny hands, really, but I also just try to use my mouse to move something on my phone. Is there any way to overcome a lower GPA? Just take classes. Just keep taking, um, keep taking classes. I mean, that's all you can do, and it you'll get there. That's what um, Brian from My PA Resource. He has a really cool story because he just took like his GPA was lower. It was below a three and he just took tons of classes to get it up to the right. I don't know, not grade, but to get it higher. If you have a low GPA, do they disregard your application or would they consider you? So if you do not meet the minimums, it is very unlikely that you will get an interview because what happens is they basically, a lot of schools have a checklist and if you don't meet those things, um, meet like the GPA and the classes, it's ne they're never going to read your personal statement. They're never going to get to that point. Taylor told me it's time for bed, <laughs> um, but I might agree with her soon and this thing might kick me off soon um scholarships there are some out there apply I actually filled out FAFSA and I ended up getting a scholarship that I didn't even know I applied for it was awesome I got two thousand dollars a semester for a year so um yeah just make sure you fill everything out and um yeah and like Jamie said a lot of people use FAFSA and grad plus loans um yeah, we're we're the pre PA club. Oh, Jasmine, yeah, definitely join. Um, Instagram, make sure you're following pretty much everyone who's commenting, and then there's a lot of other people. I probably need to do a blog post of awesome Instagrammers um, to follow. I should do that. I'm gonna put that on the list. Maybe even a podcast episode. That'd be fun. Um, working in a hostel for 10 months for my undergrad internship, working for free, but getting tons of patient contact. Do you consider, so this is another where it depends on what you're doing and how involved you are with the patients and what your actual role and responsibilities are. So, um, just take that into account when you're explaining it on your CASPA. Um, how old do you think I am? I would, I actually really want everyone to answer that. Um, and then I'll answer, <laughs> but yeah, it depends on on kind of what you're doing as far as if it's patient care. And some schools do want that to be paid patient care hours. Does it take longer to be a surgical PA or is it the same as any specialty? Um, no, it is, it's the same. Um, it may, you may have to train a little bit more to get there. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's basically the same. Are you talking about the health scholars program? So there is a, like a, the NHSC does a health scholars program for people working in um, like underserved areas. It is very competitive, but that's a good option for a scholarship. Surgery is a specialty, but you can get you can get hired just the same as everyone else. I love these answers. So somebody got right. Let me see who got right. Going to Gent. Yes, I am. Wait, no, I'm not 28 yet. I'm 27. 
I will be 28 in August. No, not August. What am I saying? I'm so tired. In February, I will be 28. I know I look really young. So just imagine when I applied to PA school, I was 21. So if I look this old now, like when I was 21, I seriously looked like I was 15. It was ridiculous. I still get carded at R-rated movies, which is also ridiculous. Nice, 2,000 hours, that's awesome. I will let everyone in the pre-PA club. I graduated from the University of Georgia and for undergrad with biology major, and then I graduated from Augusta University PA program in 2014. So I've been a PA for three years now. I don't even know my own birthday. Yeah, it probably is time for me to go to bed. But this was really fun, and I need to do this more. And I also feel like I need to, like, meet all the people that I talk to on here. So um, I think I am going to go to bed because I have to work tomorrow, and I have to see, what, 30 more patients. It's crazy. My favorite study skill, study guides. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a really great replay for people. Um, MPA school? Ooh. Yeah, I make study guides. That's, that's my thing. I make study guides, and then I don't study them. I let everyone else study them. The gist of my stats, they are listed somewhere on my website. I'll try to do a post of them later. I'm trying to go to AAPA in New Orleans, maybe. We'll see. It's I have it blocked off on my schedule. But if you'll be there, I'll be there. I don't know. We'll see. Yes, I create my own study guides. That's what I do. But, okay, I got to go. Bye, guys. Thanks for watching. Sorry I'm like really awkward, but it's okay. Everybody have a good night. All right, that covered a lot of random stuff, and maybe I'm not as awkward as I was last year, but I probably am. So thanks for listening anyways, but we'll do some more Instagram lives in the future, and um, if you have any questions for the podcast or on Instagram, just feel free to reach out, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.